I'm Ingrid Delamar Kenny. I'm the CEO and founder of The Method. She's also my wife and she's the smartest woman I've ever met. First of all, she's my mom and she's really cool. She's all that and she's a superhero. Never mind CEO, she's gangster. This is the Pardon My French podcast. On this episode, you'll hear about wellness, fitness, Frenchism, and lifestyle, a Trey fucking chic gangster podcast. Hosted by fitness and wellness French hedonism guru and creator of The Method, The Body, yours truly, Ingrid Delamar Kenny, live from Monte Carlo, Monaco. On this show, you'll find a mix of audio entertainment, including listener and audience questions answered about health wellness, lifestyle, family, and relationships, and my French holistic tips to be healthy, have your best body, and transform both your body and your mindset into the happiest ever, as well as living la belle vie lifestyle like a chic French gangster. Hello and welcome to Pardon My French episode 24. I am Ingrid Delamar Kenny and I am live from Monaco. Today, lucky for you, I'm not having one of those rambling monologues. I am joined by someone I have a lot of respect for. Her name is Catherine, the very well-known Montreal blogger. KGMTL. I know a lot of my Canadian audience and even my North American audience from the United States got really excited when I connected with her over Instagram. Um, I am super excited to bring her on. What I absolutely love about Catherine is that she is not uncensored, she's unsponsored. This is the feel that I get from her. She is very knowledgeable when health well in care she has amazing daily tips and tricks she has some incredible recipes she even has just an instagram for her recipes she's talented in the kitchen everything is so healthy but not boring she eats real food all of the advice and content she has to offer is so valuable Everything has so much integrity. You feel, I know the word authenticity is overrated. That's why I like to say unsponsored. Of course, she'll have a few discount codes here and there. And she, you know, will probably advertise here and there for a few companies. But most of the valuable content and knowledge she shares with us on her Instagram comes from her being an amazing businesswoman. Let me explain. I always said that to have a successful business, a business owner has to be its products, its products uh, own guinea pig. And I always said about inulin or anything, even the method, I was the method's guinea pig. I tried the method on myself first, the whole protocol, the exercise, I, you know, all the trial and errors, I'm the one who kind of like tested them out. With Catherine, I feel like everything that she preaches, everything that she shows us, everything that she endorses, and I'm not even talking about an advertising endorsement, I'm saying things that she swears by or practices every day are completely unsponsored and unbiased. She has so much integrity, she says it like it is, 
I think that you will find a lot of value in her story, especially because it's so real. Um, also because she tells it all. She explains that she was on, you know, the heavy side before and she's had to lose to lose a lot of weight she's had skin issues we've shared our fertility journey our fails and our hopes um we've also spoken about the hardship of being in the public eye she's well in the public eye sorry in the public eye she is well known in montreal montreal is really small so she talks about you know the exposure and how to deal with it sometimes and you know how people sometimes you know, cross the line. Um, so I think that you will find a lot of value in this interview. It's very real. We've had some small technical difficulties. You have to realize, and I'm sure most of you do, she is in Canada, I'm in Monaco, so we depend a lot on Wi-Fi, and I think we had a few ins and outs uh, on inner connection. I did not have it edited because I wanted to lose it. not a beat of the conversation, everything that Catherine discussed has so much value as far as I'm concerned. I'm sure that you will agree with me once you get to meet her on my podcast. And I eventually hope that she will get her own podcast. She's really a natural. She gives it all. She gives it her all. She gives it her whole as well. Um, she is very, very generous with her trial and errors. Um, and with the information that she puts out there, she works really hard. She has the camera in her face from the morning when she wakes up uh, and pretty much tells you how she goes about her day. I uh, saw her making a bulletproof, a bulletproof coffee, you know, and even though I'm not a fan of bulletproof, I hear her out. I want to hear what she has to say about certain products, about, you know, the goodness in some of the food that she eats. I kind of tend to listen to her and have definitely my ear um, totally tuned into what Catherine has to say. So I thought that you would love to hear from her and I have no doubt that you will fall in love with her the way I have fallen in love with her and her realness, her knowledge, her content and the hard work that she puts into being a social media superstar as she is. So without further ado, here is Catherine Garbarino the famous Montreal KGMTL. Hi, Catherine. Hi. Thank you for joining me on Pardon My French. I'm so excited. This is my first podcast ever. You're a podcast virgin. Yeah. You're popping my cherry. <laughs> popping. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I am so excited to have you on. I'm going to tell our story and how we met in a second. Uh, but first, I so you you need to know right before we play this part of the podcast, it's pre-recording, pre-recorded, obviously. I record an introduction, so you will get to discover the introduction um, that I you know, recorded about you, um, and it's very nice. Don't worry when Thanks. you listen to the podcast like everybody else but so I summarize pretty much who you are and you know like why I brought you on um, for anyone who doesn't know you but I think a lot of my audience already knows you my I know my Canadian community was thrilled when they found out that we started tagging each other yeah um, and for me too by the way like my my <laughs> audience also loves you 
That's so cool. Uh, you're, you're really well known in Montreal. You're really well known in Canada. But believe it or not, for me, it's an American friend who actually uh, made me discover you. She's in New York. Uh, and she was watching your story. She was following you for a little while. And she sent me a post about something. And she wrote, this is you, but in Montreal. This is you in Canada. She's the same person. And I went and I started looking at your story and I wrote to you and I was like, oh my God, yes, so true. And then I heard you cursing and I'm like, oh my God, I love her. <laughs> and then I <laughs> and then I, he I heard you saying it like it is. And I was like, oh my God, it's true. She's exactly like me. So I, and, and it ended up being so true. I watch your stories religiously. I find I you, to you too. <laughs> so yeah, like a girl crush, but even better because for me, it's like, you really say it like it is. You're very, very, very authentic. And I know a lot of us today hate this word because it became like a millennial kind of word, uh, yes. but you're very authentic. You say it like it is. Sometimes I find you even harsh, but I mm -hmm. like it. <laughs> I think that is so different from people that are constantly sugarcoating and something I notice about Canadians unlike Americans and I'm you know part American is that they sugarcoat a lot less and they like sugarcoating a lot less than Americans do we're so this is where we're, we're you the and real I deal <laughs> that's true I so always say I'm is... raw and unfiltered like apple cider vinegar you are and but, <laughs> but in a good way like you could see that you're When I watch your stories, I could see that you want to give everything. You want everyone to have your best tips. And we're going to talk about that because you have amazing tips about health, fitness, um, lifestyle, decoration. I, I see you going on those shopping expeditions and bringing mm -hmm. back stuff for your house. I think you just moved also. So you like you've been redecorating. Um, stop me if I'm wrong, but everything about you is extremely raw. And another thing I admire so much about you is that you do a lot of videos of yourself, whether you're wearing makeup or not, whether you just woke up or you're all made up. It's like, we see you all day long. Sometimes I watch you on silent. I don't even listen to you. I, I just look at your videos because you're so pretty. And then I listen later oh, on, but like you. either there's people around me or something. And I just... You're, you're very present. Your presence is like, is, is, is amazing. You're there. And I love that. Thank you. That means a lot. That's really sweet. So you, you know, I'm not sweet. I say like it is. <laughs> I tell you this all the time. I and I love it whenever. Yeah. I'm like, and I'm, when you say that, I'm like, I love that. <laughs> I'm like, that means it's really true. No, it, it is. It is. I swear. Um, so tell me, you, you told me you started only two years ago. So your name on Instagram is not Catherine. It's KGMTL. You have an insane following. I have Canadians that literally it like wrote in uppercase, oh my God, I love Catherine when I started posting you. <laughs> you know, you yeah. have an insane following. These women are so passionate about you, but you only started two years ago. Yeah, so I basically have been on Instagram before Instagram was a social media platform. So I was using um, Instagram to filter and edit like pictures. I don't know if you how long you've been on Instagram, but when like back when Facebook was still cool yeah. or still the thing, yeah. um, you know, we'd take pictures on our phones and then Instagram used to be an app that you would use to actually, they had like, I don't know, eight or 10 preset sort of filters like Valencia and X-Pro yeah, and whatever. Yeah, and the horrible um, Polaroid and you could put, ones. 
Do you remember that one? That yeah, like yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, and you could put the, you could put, exactly, you could put the border around it, right? Yeah. So I used to actually use Instagram um, and then take those pictures and upload them to Facebook, to like my mobile uploads or whatever. And then um, eventually it became a social media platform. And my name was KGMTL because my, for since I can remember, everyone calls me KG because my name is Catherine Garbarino. And um, MTL stands for Montreal. So about two years ago, um, I was kind of in between jobs and business. Like I had, I was in the clothing business. I had a uh, legging company where I made leggings with my sisters. I have two younger sisters that are twins. And we had a company and it's a really long story, but basically I was not doing my accounting right because I was doing everything myself. And I got audited for like a large amount of money because the sales tax had changed in Ontario. And we kind of were like, let's put the business on pause for a minute. Let's figure out what I'm going to do. And at the time I had just met my now husband and my, my life was in a bit of a whirlwind. And I went into consignment sales and I was selling, you know, these wealthy women's things um, on eBay, like their U Chanel bags or shoes or whatever. And it wasn't a passion really, right? So I was kind of just like floating and I got married. And then one day I was talking to a woman who's kind of my mentor and she's like, you know, you, I was like, I don't know what to do with my life. And she's like, you're the business. Like people want to know what you're doing. I've, I've lost a lot of weight. I'd cleared up, I had cystic acne and I've, you know, I, there's just so many things that have changed physically with me. And like Montreal is a small city. So people are always stopping and asking me for questions. And I already had maybe like 4,000 or 5,000 followers on Instagram. And she's like, just start sharing your life, whether it's a blog or this or that. And Insta story had just started. So I was like, I'm just going to start sharing everything I do, like, or whatever. It just started with a tip. And I just kept going and the engagement was there and my following grew and that's kind of how it happened. So it's been two years now, which is like crazy to me because you had not, in, who an insane known? growth. Like your, your audience, I, I'm, I learned, I, I know, you know, that I'm really good friends with Lauren from the Skinny Confidential and I learned from yeah, her. I love her. <laughs> She's a lot like us and I'm sure you'd get along with her. Actually, I speak, to, I speak to her about you all the time. Um, yeah, she seems like she just seems like our our type of she, you know she totally is. Girl. So yeah. she's super Instagram savvy. She's like really a like an, a savvy blogger, and I'm a little bit older than both of you. I'm 41, so I'm learning a lot from her. I've been on Instagram for as long as you mentioned. It took me a while to get onto stories. It took me a while right. to be open about my life because it was complicated with the past that I have with my children, yeah. with, you know, my past going to prison, with like my change in business and all of that, my divorce, like trying to protect my ex-husband. But she's taught me something in the past year, which now I realize is very important. She was like, being verified is not that important anymore. Yeah, and I, I, I don't she, give a shit about being I verified. Know that, and I used to <sighs> think it was important, but then again, I was like, who the fuck am I to get verified? And as long as you're not verified no one takes you seriously but then again who the fuck am I to get verified and I was doing this back and forth in my head today can I, tell, can I just say one thing about being verified sure to me okay like I understand that it's like kind of like clout like it's like it's like internet clout but I feel like most of the people that are verified that like quote unquote shouldn't be um there's a lot kind of because yeah, it's because they know someone. They exactly. know someone at Instagram. And so it's all about, you know, a connection. And to be honest, if I'm going to get verified, I want it to be because there's a reason for me. I don't care. Like, it, you know, it's exactly. not what it's about. 
I so agree with you, but she's taught me something and I look at your account and your engagement and I know she's right. And I, of course, you, it's harder to see it with perspective on yourself. So from on the outside looking in, the engagement is 10 times, if not 100 times more important than the likes that you get than the amount totally. of followers that you have. And I'm looking at your engagement, the amount of people that are tagging you just I follow my followers I follow a lot of my followers once they start having a dialogue with me I start following them I kind of look at their lives I love getting to know them that's so nice I, I should do more of that you should do more of that you get yeah, to meet incredible people and on top of it they you know I always tell them I deal with what wellness and health and I feel like it, when it comes to wellness and your health, it's not about having a fan club. It's much more serious than that. That's why I follow a lot mm -hmm. of my followers. Um, and following these followers that start a dialogue with me, the minute we start talking, we start to exchange. I see a lot of them tagging you. I see a lot of them going Asper, KGMTL. Like you have incredible engagement, but you also have a presence. The minute I wrote to you, you answered me within five minutes. That's yeah. I, I admire that so much because I, know I answer you get every hundreds. single DM and it's, it's a lot of time, but people are like, you're crazy. Why do you ask them? Get an assistant to do it. I'm like, no, I know that's one of the things I love the most is like, I've, it's changed me being on Instagram for some people. It changes them for the worst and yeah. it makes them narcissistic and it makes them like, think that they're like so special for me. It's humbled me. It's like, wow. Like, yeah, the amount of women who I can relate to who like who knows where there's I have followers in Alaska, like, like, literally, and I'm like, holy, like, and we can literally be like, on the same page about like, different things in our lives. And it's so cool. And it's like, what's the word? It's like a camaraderie, like between people, yeah. I think it's so amazing. Mm -hmm. And it's humbling. You know, you I agree with you. I say it all the time. And I feel so humbled by it. At your level, you have a little bit more followers than me. You also have a lot of engagement. You're extremely present. I think today this is a full-time job for you. Yeah, it is. And Which we're going to get to get. Yeah. Yeah. We, I want to get to that because we, you know, I, I announced you on the previous podcast episode, the one that came out this week. We're recording already for Friday, but the one that came out this past Friday, I announced that you were coming on so I'm, I was so excited about it and I know I'm so, so many of here. my followers I'm excited too uh, so many people are already excited they knew I gave it I gave it up right away and said you were coming on well but I well, when I tagged it people were like oh my god like like big letters like I'm so excited I was like yeah there you go <laughs> yeah so you're making a lot of people happy by coming on but we did mention we were going to talk about fertility and I yes. I do want to talk about it in two folds we'll talk about our fertility journey and you're going to tell us what you want to tell us but there's the other aspects that we must absolutely absolutely speak about like you said you don't have a podcast yet but I think you will very soon yeah um it, it's super important that you tell my audience, your audience, what you told me about, you know, boundaries when it comes to your life. So we'll talk a little bit about fertility. And then after that, I do want to talk the fact that you're so engaged, the fact that you love your followers, that you answer them does not necessarily mean that you have to answer to them and that you have to give up every little bit of your private life. And I think it's yep. important we talk about it. Let's do it now. Let's do it. So we will start with the fertility part, though. The way that you and I met, 
like I said, I was Dara, my friend Dara Kay, uh, who's amazing. She's been on my podcast before. She came to talk about the FDA. She's very knowledgeable uh, about, you know, health and, and wellness because she's in public relations. Um, but when it comes to public relations for, you know, health, beauty products, wellness products. So she was she's really knowledgeable about that stuff. And I do believe that's why she was attracted to your account and following you in the first place. She's the one who sent me a story you gave an opinion about something and she said this is the version of you in Canada and I started to follow you I instantly fell in love with you we started talking and I watched your story about wellness I watched you making your bulletproof coffee and I said to you Catherine I think I want to send you in your lane and I never ever do that I never do that for the simple reason that I've been wanting in your lane to take over the world organically so I never send inulin for free to bloggers I really feel like today uh the way that people are influenced is no longer like before where a blogger or an influencer gets something for free and within the minute they open the box they go I love this product and I didn't want it to be inulin and so I remember I said I'm going to send it to you but please promise me that you will not talk about it until you try it and you love it. And you said, "Oh my god, that is exactly who I am. I would never talk about it unless I know what I'm talking about." So I wanted you to try it because I could see that you had so much knowledge when it comes to wellness. Um and that you were doing all the right things like I watched you eating, you know, healthy fats and I watched you not being like on a, you know, actually the comment that you had made was about a diet and you said like it's too low in calories, it's too restrictive, I don't like it, this and that. Um and I sent you in Yulin and when you received it, you started asking me questions about fertility. So we had to get a little bit more personal and that yeah. stayed between us because as a professional, if you ask me stuff. I, you know, I'm going to draw my conclusion, go, oh, maybe, maybe she's pregnant, maybe she wants to get pregnant. But whatever reason you asked me those questions, I answered them the best I could. And then you opened up and you said, look, I'm trying to have a baby. I've gone through different stages. This is where I'm at. And this is what's happening with me. And so that's how we started our kind of fertility talk. And we grew closer because I also, you know, had like, seven miscarriages and the last one was in June last June and when we you and I started to talk I said she well I had a miscarriage in June since then I decided to give my body a break because in the course of the last four years I've been getting pregnant and ending up with no baby I needed a break this is what's happening and this is how we exchange it's exhausting I know you've shared you've shared part of your journey I want to I want to talk about it with you I kind of want to you know bring in a little bit of your story and I'll talk about me a little bit and then we'll talk a little bit about Inulin even though so far it has nothing to do with fertility but you know I did mention to you that it can help it has helped people regulate their cycle and things like that but let's put Inulin aside let's talk about what you have been through and I know you shared some of that with your audience before yeah so basically um you know, when I first got married, I really just wanted to get pregnant right away. It's kind of, I hate to say it and to make like a generalized statement, but I'm a Jewish girl and I'm, I live in Montreal mm-hmm. and that's kind of what we do. It's like, you get married, yep. you have a baby and it's like, bam, bam, bam. So originally that's what I thought. And if you don't happen. have the baby, everybody's like, oh my God, why isn't she having a baby? She just yeah, got married. Then, What's happening? 
Right. And then even if you do have a baby, it's like, well, when's your second baby? And when's your third baby? It's like never ending questions. But um, I guess that's, that's just society. And I think eventually, I think over and over the next 10 years, that's actually going to change. Um, but point being is that I basically tried to get pregnant for a good, I'd say a year. And then um, there was just different things that we started to, you know, test. And then I was kind of like, okay, let me just well, I've been married for a year. There's so much going on. We were moving. I was like, let's just give it a break or whatever. Um, went to go see a fertility doctor. Everything kind of looked t- totally fine. And I have to say this, and this is something that I think some people don't understand about fertility, is that sometimes there is, in fact, something, uh, one specific reason why maybe you're not getting pregnant or why it's not working. But very often, and this is my own theory on it, it's about the mix of the of the two people sometimes. Sometimes yeah. the man's sperm and the woman's egg, like that sperm is not going to crack that egg, whatever it is, you know? So I agree with you. You know, so yeah. I could be made with someone else because I've been pregnant in the past and I got pregnant when I was on the birth control pill when I was 22, 10 years ago. Um, and it was like, I, you know, I was, listen, I had an abortion. Um, I, I wasn't ready, which is, by the way, a hard thing to swallow now, but it was the best thing yeah. in, in the time. Um, but the point is, is that sometimes it's not really that there's something specifically wrong. And I think that's like a big misconception, but it's just the mix of the two people, maybe for whatever reason, you know, it just isn't working or it's taking too long yeah. or it's whatever. So I had done five inseminations, which in my opinion is, you know, it could work, but it's so, so, so such a small chance that it's going to work. But in Canada, um, most things are on Medicare and the way that they want you to do things, especially when you're young, if you're under 35, they're not in a rush to get you pregnant. So they're like, you have, you know, do, do insemination, do insemination, you know? So if I could go back now, I wouldn't have wasted so much time with that, but I did, um, and I did my inseminations and it didn't work. And then uh, I did most of them natural. I did some with hormones. And then I finally decided, okay, I'm going to do IVF. Did my egg retrieval. I was overstimulated. Um, so I had to take like, or, you know, I had to not do a, an immediate transfer, which is usually mm-hmm. how it works. And then last summer, um, toward the end, like in the end of July, I did an IVF transfer. And I it was the most like traumatic disastrous experience because I basically ended up having an ectopic pregnancy. But for those women who are listening, it's the worst. And for anyone who's listening, who's had an ectopic pregnancy, um, first of all, if you get pregnant naturally, it's almost worse because you don't even realize that. And then all of a sudden you could just be in like doubled over in pain and you have to rush to the hospital and you could literally God forbid die. Um, Mm -hmm. But, but, in my case, because I was doing IVF, they really monitor you and they're always taking your, you know, H- your beta HCG, so your pregnancy hormones and they're seeing and they can kind of like see, okay, something's not right, you know? And so they figured out pretty quick that I had an ectopic. But so for me, it was like, I wanted to get pregnant so badly. I did all this stuff and then I couldn't wait to not be pregnant. And it took me so long for my pregnancy. Feeling. Oh my God. It's like, you know, it's yeah. such a weird mental shift to go through like, yeah dying to be pregnant to be dying to not be pregnant and to just get your period you know and to move and did on. you go through the did you go through that weird moment where you kind of like ask them if they can save the pregnancy because I have um, I was like can we save it and they looked at me like are you like insane, insane. are you retarded you know I but it's like you just you wanted it's to like, like shit 
you know like I'm finally pregnant yeah it's not viable like yeah fuck, you know it's really yeah it's really really hard for sure like I mean I I mean listen they weren't finding it on an ultrasound for weeks so it took mm. so I kept having hope they kept saying, well, your levels are still a bit low and maybe it's, you know, there's different bell curves and maybe it's there, maybe it's not. Anyway, they ended up doing a 3D ultrasound and finding it. So yes, for, for weeks, I had this, like, I had such high hopes. I was like, it's, you know, it's, it's so mentally exhausting to go through that because you're like, is "Is it, is it not? It's like you said, you're, you want it so badly that even if, if, when you look from from a medical perspective, you're like, okay, this girl's got to like, you know, realize that this is not happening right now. But exactly. when you're in it, you just want it to happen that you, you could believe anything, you know? So yeah. um, anyway, long story short, it ended up not being viable. It ended up being an ectopic. And I decided I had to share it because like I said, it was so exhausting. I was at three to four days a week, just trying to, cause I, you have to do blood tests all the time to see if your levels are lowering. And then I still ended up with internal bleeding in the hospital I didn't, I didn't rupture my tube, but I still ended up in the hospital. And so I just felt like I'd been through so much. And my whole thing with my Instagram is that I wake up and it's not really that I plan. Oh, I'm going to, this is planned and that's planned. It's like, this is my life. And I share what's going on in my life, you know? And so even if I do my morning segments where I'm giving information on something, all the thing has to my life, um, or there's right. a reason why I'm talking about it. It started to feel to feel like okay, like I'm not I'm getting up every morning. I'm putting on a sports, making a bulletproof coffee that I'm not drinking. It's like there was so much going on that was not real anymore, and it it started to make what I love about the Instagram is I'm sharing, helping other people, and I started to feel like I'm not like helping other people, and I'm being a bit of a fraud. Okay, so when I say this, it sounds wrong, but my whole thing is that I'm being real. So I'm kind of lying to the follower, right? I'm, I'm going to work yeah. out. I'm going to do this. Everything's great. Every, it's not great. I'm going through this. If I'm going to share all the good stuff and all these amazing packages I get and not all these, whatever, this health tip, and I feel great. I have to also share the, this, the downside to things. And what I really wanted to convey was number one, I wanted to free myself of these lies in a sense, number one. And number two, um, I wanted people to understand that, you know, what you see on social media is not always the whole story. So I'm going to, I'm not going to go fight with my husband, which we all have fights with our husbands and our friends and our family. And our just, I'm not like, oh, hey, I just had a fight with my husband and film it. You know what I mean? So there are downsides. Everyone shares yeah. the highlights of their life. And I felt like I needed to share it. I felt like there's got to be tons of other women going through something similar with fertility. And I want to, I don't want to be an advocate for them, but I want to. And it's to, freaking taboo. Like yeah. a lot of women are being told by like their older parents or, you know, a sister or an aunt, like we don't talk about it. We don't talk about yeah. it. It's like it becomes so taboo that it's oppressing. And it's ridiculous because forget ectopic yeah. pregnancies, but one in four to five, let's say one in five. So 20% of pregnancies end in miscarriage, which is a huge statistic. Yeah. I can't even, if I took a group of 10 women, you know, three or four would have had a miscarriage or more than one miscarriage. Sure. And, yeah. and for me, what was very difficult was wrapping my head around the fact that like my whole life I've tried not to get pregnant and now I can't. And then when I do, this happens or that happens. And 
um, I wanted to talk about it. And so I did. Um, and I was, it was the most freeing experience ever. And it was cathartic. And I got to hear so many other women's stories. And I got to, yeah. you know, I didn't really get much negative stuff out of it. Thank God. Luckily, I know that it can go both ways. Um, but, you know, I definitely uh, found it to be healing. But then like, you know, there was also the other side of it where months would pass. And, you know, I wasn't talking about fertility, because I don't want my whole like my life is not just about fertility. I have so many different dimensions, right? It's well, just- you try not to make it about fertility. I've had friends who have gone divorced over this because mm-hmm. the husband couldn't take it anymore where it's always about fertility. That's why I took a break. I, my, my last miscarriage was in June. It was an amazing pregnancy. It was going really well for three months. And at that oh, point- Oh, you were more than three months? Yeah, it was like three months, two weeks. And, mm-hmm. you know, Gila and I were like, wow, this is, you know, this one feels right. We would go to the doctor, the heartbeat was great. The ones, the ones before sometimes problem with the heartbeat or it was this or it was that, right. it wasn't attached. Well, this time it was per- like, it seemed perfect. And, you know, when when we lost the baby again, I had to go through the DNC and all of that stuff. And like you said, I went from being pregnant and loving being pregnant to, I couldn't wait to not to be not pregnant anymore, like right. to get it out. And that, and that process took a week and that was horrible because I had a baby inside of me that was, that was no longer alive. Um, but going through that whole process after the month of June, I kind of looked at Gila and said, you know what? I'm 41 years old. The doctor said that my eggs still look quite young. I'm still fine. I can still get pregnant because I don't have a problem getting pregnant. I have a problem staying, staying pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. You know, so I think we're going to take a break. And I did it mostly for a marriage because if you let it, fertility can take over your life. And I have kids and my kids started to feel it. So it was like we took a break. I, you know, took a break. We're still on the break. We're going to start trying again soon. Um, and I felt like this is a break to prepare my body, but also to get close to my husband again without it having to be about fertility. Yes. And I think it's super important to look at it that way. So when you're saying people are starting to ask you, this is what you said before, like, well, how about the baby? You're not talking about it anymore. It's like you're trying to not make your marriage just about that because you're my not wife. Jewish yeah. too. Yeah. Or your life. Yeah. It's like with our, you know grandparents like in the Jewish families yeah it's all about that like the woman has babies it's about fertility but not today anymore and we don't want to let it be that way anymore so at some point you just need to take a fucking break and people have to let you you know if you well with your fertility journey like when's your last IVF transfer and it's like first of all like Number one, unless I, I talk about it, like, unless I'm, but like, that was just one message. I get it all the time. So it's like my story that, you know, obviously there are going to be, we're all raised differently. Right. And people yeah. don't, I think for the most part, I think most people don't have a bad intention. They're not asking to try to trigger me. They're not asking to try to make me no. feel shitty. I just know that for me and like, I was raised to never ask those kinds of questions but not everyone was raised that way. And not everyone has the same boundaries that I have. And we're all different, you know? So I wasn't trying to attack that specific person. It's just that in that moment, I was like, you know, the fact that someone could say to me, when's your next IVF transfer? It's like, I want to be like, oh, sorry, when are you going to go have sex with your husband tonight? Like, what yeah, kind of question exactly. is that? Like, when's like, your next period? Yeah, it's like, people like, don't think like, and I was just like, you don't know what's going on with me. Maybe, you know, everyone, and like you said earlier, 
you know, you see my whole life. I'm always on, I'm always sharing this. Yeah. It's not just one part. It's all the time. So I've put myself in this position. Okay. But with that being said, I'm still allowed. I'm still a human being. I still, I'm someone who's going through my own stuff. Not every single minute of my life is on camera. And, you know, these are things that are like, like when I have something to share and when I'm viably pregnant um, and I'm ready, I cannot wait to share it with my followers. And I cannot wait to, you know, go through that with myself and my husband and everything. But certain things are not, you know, meant to be shared until they're meant to be shared. And, you know, even if there's other things that have gone on or whatever, unless I really think that my reasons are right, meaning that like when I shared in my ectopic and my whole fertility journey, it's, it was partially to like free myself of the quote unquote stigma and the secrets and the whatever. Yeah. But it was also to help other women and to be like, yo, you guys look up to me because you think that I have it all together, but I'm also going through this. I'm a human being. This is what's going, you know, people look at us because we film our life as characters. Mm -hmm. They don't see us as people, not as real people, some people do, you know? So when I shared it, it was like, yeah, like, I mean, look at JLo. I don't know if she did IVF, but I'm just saying like, we look at, I think she did. Yeah. Like we look, you know, we look at these celebrities and that helped me also. Like, it sounds so stupid, but I would listen to like Chrissy Teigen and her IVF stories. And like when I was going through it and I was like, oh my God, like she went through it and it made me feel this like sisterhood. And I was like, okay, these people literally know me. My followers literally like know me. So I need to share this because if one in eight women do IVF, or 15% of women get help, you know, conceiving, um, that's a really like, so that means probably that 15% of my followers or, you know, have, have done IVF. And, and so I think I, well, actually when you shared with me, I felt closer to you and I'm like, I'm, I'm almost 10 years older than you, but I automatically, we're talking about in your lane and all of a sudden you shared that with me and like automatically I shared with you and I felt closer. I was like, oh my God, I'm not the only one. And one thing where we totally connected, which was very hard for me, and I think it's important we talk about it because you said the same thing. And sometimes I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm being such a bitch. But very often I look at some women being pregnant and I'll see them at the restaurant eating French fries and a hamburger and they don't, you know, their skin doesn't look really good and whatever. And I go, oh my God, like she's eating so unhealthy. She doesn't look like she does any sports and she managed to get pregnant. And for me... That was like, that's something that's hard. Like I eat so healthy and, you know, I, I You're eat doing everything fats, right. I don't diet. Yeah, yeah, I do real probiotics. I, I don't buy, you know, crazy vitamins on Amazon that I, you know, that I swallow every day. And I know for you it was the same thing because you said that to me. And I was like, in ret- you said it to me where I, in retrospect, I had already been through that, you know, train of thought. And I said to you, oh my God, right. I have the same train of thought, Catherine. You can't think like that. Do you right. remember? Yeah. We well, I was sitting, like when I would, when I was going through the topic, I would, I would go to the, um, the church, have tons of family or whatever, who life that I lifestyle that I live and whatever. And they have, and it's like never ending. I once and we're pregnant up and blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, which I say, this is almost sounds this might be our bad you know, of the story of the journey and whatever. Yeah. I hate, and I were allowed to swear. Everyone gets one. On, so, you know, 
hard for me, but I've been so blessed with so many amazing things. And I have my health and I have an amazing, amazing blessings that actually, instead of being bitter, and I know a lot of women that go through fertility, or even if they're not in fertility, they're having miscarriages or having problems getting pregnant and they become bitter. And mm -hmm. for me, it's actually been the exact opposite. It's made me grateful for the good things and realize how lucky I am for so many things because everything in my life before this was exactly what I wanted all the time. I never, you know, really didn't have what I wanted. And so it taught me a lot, but um, I, yeah. So when I was in, when I was going through the ectopic, when you where the ectopic clinic is and where, you know, the pregnant women go to do their ultrasounds and their checkups and whatever, it's all the same waiting room. And there would be these like drunk women coming in. I like know. I was there often it's with tough. bellies. And I was like, they're probably gonna have a perfectly, God knows, God, I hope their babies are healthy, but they're probably gonna have a perfectly normal child and they're pregnant and it's no problem. And it's like, and I would sit there and be like, what, How, like, I have, I believe in God, trust me. But sometimes I was like, I just don't get it. Like I just, but there's gotta be a bigger reason, right? So you definitely. Know. And I have to tell you, I got to know and understand that it doesn't always have to do with what you eat or what you're not no. eating or, you know, like what you're doing with your body, your, your workouts, whatever. It has nothing to do with that. I got, I got to learn that. Yes. Which speaking of which, I absolutely love the fact that you cook because um, you know that I cook. And yes. so it's, and it's, I and it's rare for me to somebody else. I have to say, I'm going to send you the cookbook. I actually have a hard copies and soft copies coming. It was an e-cookbook up until now, but I was waiting to get the soft cover and, and the hard cover to send you one um, so you can make the vinaigrette because it's in there. But I see that you cook. You actually even have an Instagram account yes. just for your cooking, which is so nice because you're so young. And today, a lot of young women do not cook with the passion that you cook with. Everything looks so delicious. Thank you. But everything is also, I love, love, love. It's so savvy, but it is not new age keto or schmetto. No. It's like you literally make it's real, real food. food. And yeah. I love that. I love that about you. Please explain to me how you were able, as someone who's young, because you're a generation right before me. And I find that your generation is, uh, even my generation, it's like I'm changing people's mind about it now. Like my audience is starting to go back to the old ways kind of, yeah. you know. But how is it that you also stepped away from all of this new age stuff, like the keto and, you know, all of these diet kind of new trends and gluten-free. And I see that you make real food and it's not always necessarily one of those diet trends that's around. So for me, like number one, my father is, I don't want to use the word psycho because it's not, it's not a nice word, but he's a health person entire life. He's a psycho, but he cycles and very, very educated and smart about herbs and all these things. And so it's sort of always been around me. And I was overweight for years. Um, I always struggled with my weight. I was a huge stoner in my- in I my, didn't know that. In my teens and in my 20s, I was a stoner and I would just eat all kinds of crap at night and make cupcakes and crepes and what you do when you're, you know, stoned you eat munchies and all these things and you know one day it, listen for me it was a slow like thing it wasn't just like one day the next okay I'm going to be completely this way but it never felt natural for me to ever cut out a food group 
I don't feel like that's normal. I do not eat dairy. I don't eat dairy, not because I think that dairy is the Satan. I don't eat dairy because it triggers acne and eczema for me. And I've done elimination diets where I've cut things out to see, okay, like my eczema has been so bad in my life. I've always struggled with eczema. And I was like, I had to just cut things out to see. Okay, let me just What go. you don't tolerate. I understand. Today, like we you... only what we think consistently is we eat, right? We die. So your diet kind of find thing. You gotta look at them doing repeat might be causing and I always tell people that. Not like just my skincare. Oh, it's no like to me and it's a warning sign from your body this I don't like this whatever it is so uh, I never got into any it's or any of these fads because first of all restricting myself very and so the minute where you can't do this make me want to do it so I, I was agree. always like let me to you know Things that I do it in a better way was AG's kitchen started on Yeah. I thought we No no I'm still here. And so, you know, for me I eat grains and I eat carbs at almost every because I find that if I crave sugar. Um and it's I think that all this stuff, uh I think fasting doesn't need to go with keto people group them together um you know it takes to like shit i don't know then and eat a you can't eat fruit it's like being something that god created that's like exactly. natural and saying no you can't eat it like i just find it insane i think we all need to eat a bit of everything and i think I think everyone wants to reinvent the wheel and make things more complicated. And that's what I always say. It's like, it's just not that complicated. Is it real food? Did it walk? Did it grow? Did it have a life? Okay, then you can eat it. You know what I mean? Just don't eat like five bowls of it. I love the fact that you're saying that because this is what I preach all day long. I'm like, can your gut recognize it as a real food? If yes, yes, then have it. If it is a powder, if it is something that your gut was not created to recognize, then don't have it. That's what I always say. And I love, love, love how you're wording it. And I could see that it's not something you got from somebody else. God knows we have copycats copycats out there. But it sounds like you're so authentically believing in that and when I look in your kitchen I see you making bronzino and uh, the vegetables and all that stuff I could really see that this is your belief and believe it or not I make a life and a living today even with the retreat that we just did oh it's amazing thank you out of showing women like does it look like a vegetable does it look like something that grew then just eat it why are you so scared of a sweet potato I mean it's it's insane to me that people can be so scared of that Everyone's overcomplicating, you know. Exactly. So I love watching your, you know, your your uh, KG Kitchen account, and we're gonna link it in the show notes. This just to show people that I'm not the only psycho that's always in my kitchen cooking. There is somebody else out there like me, and your recipes look super easy. It looks but super you, simple and but delicious. You have, to, you have like, and that's like to cut the eating out. Of, you know, like you. 
I live in the south of France. And so, and like, tell me if I'm wrong, I've been there before, but I go to Europe and I can eat out and I don't really gain weight and I don't get triggered my, my eczema and stuff because I think that, you know, the European government just cares more about their citizens and they don't put crap in, as much crap in the food. Obviously, you still have to be careful. But cooking for yourself, you'll never know what people are really putting in your food. So for the bulk of your time, you really should be, you know, you don't have to be a world-class exactly. chef. It's really not that hard. People are like, oh, like, I'm the worst cook. What's so hard about cutting up a sweet potato, putting a bit of, you know, avocado oil or something and, and a little sea salt and pepper? Like, come on. It's, it's like you're making it hard because you're mentally telling yourself you can't do it before you've even tried, you know? It's exactly that. And I, I'm so happy to hear you say it. I see you practicing it. I also saw you. So it's really funny because I don't know if you know, but I have a prebiotic uh, called Simply Kefir. Yeah, I, I really want to try seen it. it. I, I know you wrote that to me the other day. I should have known. Um, and I saw you making a coconut. So now I understand you can't have, I didn't know that you can't have lactose, uh, lactose product, um, which by the way, I think if I lived in North America, whether Canada or the States still, because I used to live in New York right. before, I would consume a lot less of, Yeah, I would be scared it's of it. It's like night yeah. and day from what we're getting. Not. exactly so I can totally relate to that and so when we created and I you know I didn't create kefir by any means it's like ancient right. it goes back to ancient times uh you know it's Turkish it's like it's it's I mean we go back to the Caucasian you know mountains but centuries ago uh, and it was like a family kept secret I found a culturist in the Caucasian mountains who agreed that perhaps we could have water kefir grains that could create some sort of vegan uh, yogurt with coconut milk. And like every other culturist that I tried to work with was like, no, they have to be milk grains. And they were all telling me, but don't worry, even though they milk grains, once it ferments, the, you know, the lactose goes away. And I'm like, no, Americans are never going to go for that. Everyone has become so, so scared of lactose and milk products that even if you tell them the fermentation, you know, takes away the lactose, they might not believe it. They might be afraid of it. And I saw you actually going to a, a girl that made them for you, making this prebiotic, pro, yeah, pre, no, was it pro a probiotic, probiotic yogurt? Sorry. Yeah, probiotic yogurt. I saw, and I was like, I can't believe this because it's like there's no way you got this for me. You did not steal the idea for me. You were not following me at the time. We were going back in your highlights like months and months yeah. ago. So it was like, you are like my soulmate. We the are. Only thing that I saw that I was not crazy about, but you can correct me if I'm wrong or if you know something that I don't, is that I discovered, and I, I know Dr. Gondry said the same, there's a bunch of doctors in Europe that are against now the probiotic powders and the probiotic, you know, Yeah, they pills think we can't like absorb it. This, right. They think that the bacteria uh, do not withstand the, you know, the manufacturing. And now that I make my own probiotic yogurt, I realized that I'm, wa I'm walking a very thin line with those bacteria, kind of living through the process of it all. So that's the only thing where I'm like wondering, do you actually feel the difference when you have the one that you I, I like it more because you're not going into a supermarket and buying the coconut cult. No, oh my God. Probiotic yeah. yogurt, because I don't believe this has had anything well, probiotic. Well, coconut cult, what, what you annoys think? me is they put maltodextrin in their yogurt. And I'm like, okay. I heard you talking about that. Like, what are you talking about? Um, well, so, so with the probiotics, 
honestly, I'm going to, I'm going to be honest because everything with me is like so up and down. A lot of things got better when I, I've been taking probiotics for years, like literally years. It's like my whole family, we take them. Um, I get them from a company that's actually based out of Montreal and it's kind of, they do everything in really small batches. So I don't know because there's so much that I do to be honest, that I don't know so you what don't know it is that's working. working. But I will say this. I also eat sauerkraut every single day. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. I, so so for me, I do believe that eating fermented foods, bone broth, I have beef yes. gelatin, I have collagen. There's a lot of probiotics in the foods that I'm eating. So whether mm-hmm. it's the pill, whether it's... So, so for me, I'm like, okay, if I take the pill, it's not harmful to me, right? It might do... It really might do nothing. Um I don't know what it is that, that's working, but I definitely have every two tastes of sauerkraut. I love it. I have kimchi. Uh, it's not sauerkraut, it's kimchi every um, There's this cultured coconut that's literally almost like a coconut water. Um, it's that's not very like, healthy. Yeah, that's it's not healthy. It's not, um, it's not like a yogurt. Like it's really like a water and it, I'll send you a picture of it here in Canada. It's because it's really just fermented. Um, it's excellent. Actually, Dr. Gondry just wrote a book that came out in March, and he was talking about the coconut yogurt that I that I make with the kefir, which he's not talking about mine, but he's talking about it in general. And then he was talking about the real coconut milk like that looks almost like water yeah. and he was saying how good it was for the gut and the thing is that most people unlike you and me are so scared of the sugar and fat content in that that they won't have it which is a big mistake and then they're still having such an easy time going on amazon and running on amazon yeah. and buying stuff called probiotics and that's what i love about you a lot of what i've seen on what you do is that you actually like know what you're talking about when you don't know you go hey maybe that can't hurt i don't know what's working i love the honesty behind it but a lot of what you say is actually more knowledgeable than some registered dietitians that i see out there and i love that i love how much you're informed, but also in many senses, sometimes you go, I thought this, but I made a mistake. Yeah. After, you know, after the, I've, I've seen you doing that before. And I think this is why your audience loves you so much. You have well, your trial not, and errors in real time. Yeah. And it's really yeah. not possible to get everything right. And not just that, but like, even with the inulin, I'm loving it. I, I do actually feel a difference from it. And I have to say, like, everyone's like the minute that I got it and even like last a few weeks ago I got the uh, hyaluronic serum from Dr. Barbara Sturm which is expensive and people like the minute I get something that people are talking about so whether it's your inulin or if it's the because they probably see it on yours or they see it on uh, Lauren's page right so it's a hot topic right and they want to know and they want me to I'm like listen let me do 30 days like, which yeah, by the way, it's, by the, the way, it's been 30 days. days. Um, okay, good. And I love it. But, but like, before I'm even going to do an information session, anyone can go on Google and search what inulin is and understand it. I don't want to just, mm-hmm. I don't want to regurgitate what Google is saying. I want to tell you, here's a little bit of information on what it is that you can get on Google or whatever. Let me tell you and what I felt. We're I'm not trying to just regurgitate information. I want to also give my of what I 
differences that it made for me, you know? So. That's why people love you. I'm convinced that, and I do believe that. That's well, I think why people also try it and it works, right? So, both said that glow cream from Herbore. Yes. Like, like, I don't do it all. In if I'm for Miami, I'll put it a little bit in. I'll put it in my moisturizer. I'm like, holy, thank you. This is my absolute yeah, favorite. And I see that. You can know you're going to love it from the beginning. It's a cream that has an instant effect and it's a temporary effect. I mean, it's not, hey, you know, you didn't put up some skin. like bullshit product where I was like, no. oh, let me, whatever. And then, so you, the minute that someone tries something you suggest and it works for you, you're like, you gain their trust. That's why I won't exactly. work with people. I won't, people, you know, how many offers I turn down. I'm sure it's the same for you in a day. Like, you know, because anytime you have a following and you have a loyal following, like people like, oh, we're going to send you these bars. Are you going to do a post for us? Well, let me eat the bar. Let me see if I feel like shit after. Let me see if it, exactly. if I stay not hungry, like I'm not just going to like feed information to people for a few hundred dollars or a thousand dollars. And then in a year, no one's saying because I've lied to everyone or I've just sold out, you know? So. I think that era is done. I think that era finished with, do you remember now she goes under her real name? She goes under the, the name Ariel Sharnas. But yeah. do you remember when she was something Navy? Yes. She made a ton of money just tagging in like to know her, out, her outfits. That's how she originally made her money. Right. And now she's yeah. selling stuff from her online. Yeah. But the truth is, I would never, actually, I was never attracted to her account. I have nothing against her. I think she's cute. I think she's very business savvy. But I was never attracted to her account because I knew that literally everything she showed us, she had gone sponsored. Yeah. And she was, and, and was sponsored. So for me, it's it was you know I think for my age range and my personality that's something that I never gravitated towards and that's why I didn't want to send my product to anyone for free up until today I have a friend who's become a blogger I don't know that's like her new shtick and she might be listening and she might get upset with me for saying that and she goes yeah I'm gonna write about Inulin so why don't you send it to me and I was like babe I don't send Inulin to bloggers for free I want people to be extremely passionate about Newland. I want them to go through the process of ordering it, of waiting for it. You know, I, I don't want to do that. Sorry. Yeah, I think you're and smart for that. I was a little bit offended, but I just, I don't think something like Newland, which is, first of all, the first 10 days are not so pleasant. I don't know how it was for you. You told me you had a little bit of bloating the first few days, but I'm it is not bloaty. pleasant the first few days. You know, it's, it's just, it's just how it is. It gonna, it's gonna alter your gut. For some people, it goes really well the first few days and they're like, oh my God, I'm not hungry at all the first few days. But the majority of people will have a few days of slight discomfort. Yeah, And it's a process and I think it's worth it to have someone like you or someone like Lauren or, you know, even I say from the beginning, you know what, at the beginning, it's not all fun and games, but hey, you want something to change, right? So then you have to deal with it. Yeah, and I think that the, authenticity the today, yeah, but the authenticity of it all actually pays so much. And I think this is why you have like this community of women that respects you so much and they come to you and I'm sure you get like thousands of questions all day long because they value your opinion I value your opinion you make me think twice about everything you talk about now because I know that if you're talking about it it's worth it thank you I appreciate that it means a lot because you you I feel the same for you. when you when you're talking and I think it's 
a formal education on nutrition or anything like that, but it's like, you just get, I think experience is, speaks more, you know? And I think it's like, it's like, there's something that goes off. Like once it just makes sense, it all makes sense. You're like, okay, what I'm eating me, this makes good. It makes good, you know, everyone wants a quick fix. Everyone wants with the keto and what we were invent the wheel like it's just not you know a lot of people are now going for you know diets and regimens that are one size fits all and if we've learned anything from our conversation today is that it's obviously not one size fits all what works for me might not work for you or it might work differently so you know I think that yeah some of it is common sense I love that you said people can go on Google do their research people are super lazy sometimes you have to tell people like please go on my highlights and they go but why don't you just answer me it's much easier and it's like you know I put a lot of work into getting my information researching it all you have to do is go search a little bit through my highlights no big deal I do think that putting the effort to educate yourself to do your own research has become such a potent and powerful tool back to your intuition and I see that what you're doing is very intuitive I I had no idea that you were overweight before so I think it's like I think that makes you even more relatable but that also goes to show because I don't see you dieting and I do feel like you're probably anti-diet like I am am. I'm super Um, anti-diet and you look healthy you look beautiful you. and healthy. In none of your pictures do I find you or overweight or bloated or I say, oh, she could lose a few pounds. But I also don't go and look at you and go, oh, my God, she's too skinny no. or she needs a sandwich. I love that yeah, kind of body, I mean, the body that, you know, looks healthy. Yeah. I mean, I, it's point. I was never not healthy, but there were points before I was in fertility where I was a little bit more like, like, like just tight. And but right now the same but I don't have it's not you know like you fluctuate right and my goal right now is not to be like I always say <laughs> Miss Can Fit Pro because here like I mean everyone there's bodybuilding everywhere but there's a, a bodybuilding competition called Can Fit Pro I always say I'm not trying to be Miss Can Fit Pro like I'm not trying to be like the most buff ripped person you know ever I'm trying to get pregnant I want to be healthy I want to exactly. feel exactly but I want to I'm not the most know stick figure um yeah all the time I just want to feel I really want to want to feel confident that's the most thing you know is feeling confident and then you put out your best self so I think you're doing the right thing I often tell people that come to me by the time they come to me they've tried diets they've tried a a bunch of things they've tried going to a nutritionist dietitian a doctor and I say if you're here at this time, it's because you're just as concerned about your health than about being skinny. A lot of people, when they go to a dietitian, it's no longer about health. It's about losing weight and they get lost somewhere in between. I find that it shouldn't be separate. Like if you want to lose weight, you should do so, but still keeping your health in mind. And especially for your meter to trying to get pregnant, I think it's so important to kind of remind ourselves that and remind our audience that I've had people write to me about you know the cookies that you made remember when you put the inulin in them yeah I put tahini in mine and I've had women write to me and go but tahini is really high in calories and I'm like 
who the fuck cares? It's also really high in sesame, which is an extremely good fatty acid for hormonal balance, which is what I'm concerned about. So I guess we're not concerned about the same thing. Yeah. And, you know, like, but, but like real nasty comments, like, how can you call this cookie healthy? It has tahini in it. Well, first of all, the fiber evens out the score when it comes to the carbs, but I'm not a fucking accountant. So I don't give the <laughs> count of calories or whatever. I don't even know. But, you know, these people that are very passionate about the carbs or the fat in something. My concern is completely different today. My concern is, the, is about being healthy. And very often, the way to be healthy leads to skinny, which is great. I agree. By the way, the when, in my life when I've dieted, I remember before my sister's wedding, I don't know what was going on in my body, but I just couldn't lose weight. I was swollen. I was, I don't know what, what it was. And your hormones. Yeah, probably. And yeah, I remember that um, I think leading up a week before, like, everything worked it's like so bad for digestion like yeah and I thought like like and I and I just put it was like this it's like no like the more I've eaten the the better I've you know looked so and felt obviously so to actually you know get those nutrients and it's going to give you everything you need and then you're not going to be hungry you know Exactly. And you're not going to be starving for carb-rich food. You'll starve for healthier food, which is what I see on your plate since you're showing us a lot of your life. Yeah. Um, I do want the takeaway from this. We spoke about something before we recorded, and I, I know you have to go. You told me you were busy right after this. I'm going to let you go. Oh, my but plumber, my do, plumber's coming. Yeah. Oh, cool. So he might ring the bell. We'll say hi to him. Uh, I'll let you go, I promise. But before we do, for people that know you from Montreal, people that you know, maybe following you from New York or anywhere else. I wanted you to give a real insight into the life of KG MTL. I understood and I can totally relate, but in Monaco, people are a little bit less savvy and nosy uh, when it comes to Instagram. Monaco is a really small place. And very often I'll be in a restaurant and people will be looking at their phone, comparing the real picture, the real life person in front of them to a picture. They look at us and my kids will be like, oh my gosh, these people are on their phone. They're taking pictures of us. Yeah. I think they recognize you from Instagram. But Monaco is a little bit more discreet. There's people that are so famous here that someone that's a little bit popular on Instagram is no big deal. Your life is something else. Montreal is small and people know you. So I just wanted you to kind of give us a quick idea of what it's like for you in Montreal with people that kind of recognize you. That's how small Montreal is. So and that's them, how big your account is getting. Yeah. Well, well, you know, the thing is, so it's, it's like a so, and sometimes I meet girls or people and it's, they're super sweet and they're excited and oh my God, like whatever. And I'm so down to earth that it's like, not uncomfortable for me but I'm just like no I'm just like you like it's just Instagram you know what I mean like yeah. I'm so not that person um but at the same time then there's also people who you know will pretend they don't know me it's like I I I hated to use alienated quite often like even yeah. if I'm in my own head about it feel them look me or I feel them maybe comparing or the scrutiny that's that's you're scrutinized yeah which and is, the, you, know. you know and and it's to be expected on one hand because when you put yourself out in in the public and you know that is what happens you know and you have to kind of had a skin built 
people. I have like a hater and like this thing called, I don't even <laughs> want to say the name of it because attention. Don't say it. We not, don't want to give it attention. Not don't even on it. Instagram. It's like on the internet and they've posted pictures of my parents' house. Like they've done like crazy. Like I had to like unlist my family's names from That's the, awful. from the, like from the phone book and from being able to, for the, the 411. And you know, so I think it's like there's there's good sides to it and there's bad sides to it, but I definitely feel alienated. I'll see people who I've known for years and they watch me every day. So when I see them, I'm like, oh, I want to have a human connection and I can't because they're just like, yeah, we already know. I can't repeat a story that they've heard me say on Instagram. Oh my God. Yeah, so it gets, you know, it goes on and, you know, even I just moved into a new house and my neighbor, like they have kids and like I have a lot of followers, like you know they're they'll you know it's kg and she's it and it's like and i have a sometimes <laughs> the dog and they yeah, i'm so I'm sorry still here no don't rang. worry um, so i parts of it that are great but it's like being in a fishbowl I do feel a little bit like it has made me a little maybe more guarded uh feel a little bit alienated in a sense because I like I said earlier I just think that sometimes people don't see me as a person anymore they see me as like a vehicle to either promote a product for them they don't see me like okay she's a normal person like maybe she's having a bad day maybe she like I've been going through fertility now for over a year um, maybe sometimes I'm bloated. Maybe I'm on hormones. Maybe I'm not on hormones. Maybe I'm pregnant. This maybe is I'm what I wanted pregnant. you to say. I yeah. wanted you to until you have your podcast. Yeah. And I, I'm going to totally push you to get one because you're so good. Look, you're a natural. The words came to you like you, you're so amazing. So I think you should have your podcast. I know, I know that my community and even followers that I got from you when you tagged me I had like hundreds of women that started following me and that sent me messages going oh my god KG loves you now I love you you're yeah. so like her and you know I'm so happy that you guys met each other I'm so happy I you know I got my new land and da, da, da. and they love you they adore you but I do think that they you know having a podcast him. for you so yeah so that's the thing some people don't always see you as human I agree the fact that Montreal is so small makes you a local celebrity which and and people feel like you know what you which I never asked yourself. but I never asked to be either so people some people do see me they that assume way assume because you take a video of yourself right. right off the bat in the morning and give you know a tour of your house or show how you unpack your your, your boxes people think it's actually you asking for it. Now, I think this is where you need to draw the line. Yeah. And I think this a podcast is sometimes a great platform because people are not looking at your hair. They're not looking at your beautiful you're lashes, so your right. beautiful face, your glowing skin. You know, you're talking and you're talking sense. That's Listening is all about that. That's why when you came on the podcast, I said, you know, we've become friends. I want you to use it as a platform to kind of get your message across and also be heard. You know, not just be seen and not just giving advice, but also be heard. I think you're a natural. I totally manifest that you start a podcast. I'll be your first listener. You're really, You'll really You'll be good. my first person on my podcast. Oh, and that will be my honor. But I also thought it would be super important to end this with like this message. Like, hey, I'm a real person. I go through real shit. I learn and I teach from what I'm learning. But 
also, you know, it's like I have my life. I have my feelings. My family doesn't ask for this. I yeah. don't ask for every aspect of it. So I thought it was super important that we mentioned that. It is. So being <laughs> exactly but you're no. nice i've seen you be i see how you answer that. no honestly I, I, i've seen how you answer some of the questions and i find you nicer than i am sometimes i can be really rough like when i get really annoyed at you know the nerve of some people but i also have an edge that you don't have yet and you will and you will deal with I it love because you probably when you wrote like when you wrote if you don't say hi how are you to me and you're just like I'm not gonna answer you yeah you're like yeah, cream like people do it to me all the time and they're like they're like, like best shoes? workout like they're like yeah no fucking way bitch say hello I to me I'm not telling you, you. I was like dying <laughs> I was like she is amazing because it's, it's, it's in the position you can't understand and so I you always don't feel human anymore no. you just feel like this you're like you a know, computer information like, desk yeah well, it's like I said you're and like then, a vehicle like you're literally but a vehicle, I have like, to warn you I mean, you have a few years before you get there because a child has to grow before the child is scrutinized as well. They don't do it as much with babies. Mm -hmm. But when people start with your fucking kids, oh, it God. brings you over the edge. And that's like, you know, my kids are on board. They love what I do. And, you know, like they have like friends in school that follow me and people that they know from school that don't follow them and follow me. And, I'll, and they'll be like, yeah, this bitch doesn't even follow me, <laughs> follows you. And then, you know, things like that. Yeah. They're on board, but I have a way of protecting them. But if you're dealing with what you're dealing with right now, like put your boundaries. It's super important it because when, when kids come kids. into play, yeah, that worries no, me. But it shouldn't worry you. The, the thing is, you know, it will evolve. You'll be fine. It will evolve, and you'll you get better at it. I think having your podcast, I'm gonna keep on pushing it on you. Um, it will definitely I help need you that. get your message across. <laughs> you need it. Yeah. Look, you have. I think. It's a great way of expressing yourself and being heard, like I said, because you don't have to worry as much about the image and you don't have a 50% takeaway that's just appearances. Yeah, so right. I think it's really nice. You're right. And you're a natural. Thanks. So I'm glad. I'm so glad you came on. I loved you before. Um, you're like definitely my kind of bitch, but I love you <laughs> even more now. And I love, love, love that you also showed your soft side. I think it, it really shows to your authenticity. Thank you. And I thank you so much for having me on. It's so nice to talk to you and, and I'm excited my followers and it was really fun. Cool. I'm so happy. I love you so much. And um, I'm going to let you go to your plumber. Thank you. He's not even here yet, but I'm going to go eat something first. So thank you so much for having me. And I can't wait to hear this. I'm excited. So, so, you know, we're going to pimp you out on the show. Pimp me out. It will be all <laughs> of your accounts, anything else that you, so you have, to be sure, you have KGMTL, which is your main account. Yeah. You have a new one where you're selling also clothing I sew. Yeah, but don't, that's just my closet. It's just because everyone wants to buy my, some of the things I wear. And yeah, so, we'll put yeah. it on the show notes yeah, as well. KG's, and then KG you MTL's have the one closet. with your, you have the KGMTL recipes. KG's which I kitchen. Love. kitchen. Yeah. KG's kitchen, which I absolutely love. And I stock it all the time. And uh, in there, there's also the cookies within your end. Uh, so, and I've posted those before. Cookies. Try them. Okay, cool. Love you so much. Thank you Thank for coming you. on. I know that 
everybody in Montreal that is following me. I even have my mom's family that's living in Montreal who loves you. And they were so excited that we became friends. So I know I'm making a lot of girls happy by having you on. I'm so excited. Have the best day. You too. Thank you so much. I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Catherine. We've had some mishaps as I mentioned before with the sound, but I hope that the majority and the length of the interview was valuable to you. I absolutely loved and enjoyed interviewing Catherine. I felt like I was sitting for coffee with her and having real talk. I found out things about her that I did not know before and that made me respect her even more for what she does, what she preaches, what she says, and the realness that she drops on a daily basis. I truly hope that you will follow her if you don't already. I know she's extremely popular with my audience to start with. Um, I know that a lot of people started following me after she started tagging me, and I am so thankful to her for that because she has an incredible, supportive, engaged community, and I'm so happy that I got to meet a few of them. Um, I hope that we can convince KG to go and get her own podcast because she has so much to offer. So make sure that you go and comment on our last picture or send her a message. This girl's incredible. She answers most of our messages, if not all, and she does so within minutes. I was so surprised the first time I reached out to her. She answered me right away. She was sweet and kind. Um, but do reach out to her and let her know that we want her to have a podcast, that it's definitely something that she is so good at. Um, on this note, I am going to let you go. I think that this interview is more than enough for this week. Um, if you are interested in getting the hardcover or softcover of my cookbook, Simply the Best, it is now out in the shop. And I'm so excited about that because I did not expect it to, you know, be as successful as it was uh, when it came out as an e-cookbook. Um, originally, I created the hardcover and the softcover for people like my mom that are challenged by technology and that are like what's an e-cookbook I need to have a book in my kitchen to cook so um, in the end due to you know popular demand we ended up publishing it and it is now a hardcover and softcover it is available on the website and in three to four months from now it will be available on Amazon also but for now you can get it on our shop this is going to be posted on the show notes. We have our Ville de Rose, fucking beautiful rose oil from Marrakesh coming out this week. It's not on the website just yet. If you're listening in today on the podcast release date, but it's coming out in the course of the next days. So if you're listening to this podcast right the minute that I've published it and released it, the 
rose oil is not on there yet the hardcover and softcover for the book is available already we've also released a virtual platform the retreat experience if you've been following my stories on instagram and all our adventures um, and listen to the previous podcast episode you know we had an amazing amazing retreat at the iconic grand hotel du cap ferrat with some amazing women incredible women um, i did a cooking class during this retreat that is also posted on youtube we're going to post the show the links in the show notes as well you can watch me making my famous um, moroccan style kefta veal meatball um, which is also in the e-cookbook and the cookbook hardcover simply the best uh, and the soft cover as well to not confuse you so all of that's in the show notes we also had a breakfast and beauty moment um, an event I should say at the retreat, we also posted um, a medley of our stories, our Instagram stories on YouTube. So you can watch the whole breakfast and beauty session with all of my favorite products. The link is in the show notes. I talk about my beauty routine, my favorite skincare, my favorite makeup, how I do it, why I love it. None of it is sponsored. All of it is completely unsponsored. All of those products that I talk about, I buy with my own money and because I love them. Um, so you can go and watch the video on our TV channel, on a YouTube TV channel. Um, also, the link will be in the show notes. As far as the retreat experience, I think I got sidetracked, but the virtual platform, we released the method master session, the retreat experience, which is a 50 minute, that's the longest session of them all, 50 minute master session, supercharged the same master session that our retreat guests um, performed for the length of the retreat, which was six days. Most of them, if not all of them, were completely transformed. We've shared some of the transformations on Instagram. We saw some amazing abdominals coming out, some amazing sculpting, de-bloating, all of it, of course, thanks to two master sessions per day. So if you are not on the virtual platform yet, you want to join, you want to become a monthly member to have access to the seven videos that are currently on the virtual platform that can transform you to the method master session, the retreat experience, 50 minutes with my future master, certified master, Ella. She's currently a trainee. She joined me on this video and performed with me for 50 minutes, the exact same experience master session as the retreat ladies followed. And they did so, they, they did 10 sessions altogether. So you can evaluate that if you do about 10 sessions like this one or like the others on the platform you will get the same type of transformations that the lady at the retreat did of course you can complement that with the simply inulin prebiotic fiber or flat tummy powder it is available on the website on shop.themethodmc.com our simply cafe probiotic was also served at the retreat and can do wonders for your gut and weight loss as well i'm sure you've heard all about this so i'm gonna spare you the details we've come out also with our limited edition l'edition speciale the skinny confidential which is our pink jar 
limited edition with uh, Lauren Everett's face on it and a very limited edition design. Uh, this is currently available on the website. Lauren from The Skinny Confidential uh, also has her own stock and will be doing giveaways and gift bags when she does meetups. Uh, so the only place where you can actually purchase it currently is on our website. The link will be in the show notes as well. Um, on this note, I hope you really enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it with Catherine. Make sure to follow her if you don't already and make sure to post on my latest picture on Instagram and let me know what you thought about this episode. On this note, I am on my way to Marrakesh tomorrow where I am going to make sure that all of our shipment uh, shipments of Simply Huile de Rose, Rose Oil, Cold, fucking beautiful are being shipped to us for all of you guys as well as our new product also launching next week so the wheel de rose the rose oil is going to be out in a day or two on the website um, but the amber rocks Parfum d'ambiance, so ambience perfume, amber rocks from Marrakesh are also on their way to us. And I'm just going to Marrakesh to kind of make sure that all of that goes smoothly and have a little bit of time with my love Gilles and hopefully convince him to buy me a few peacocks while we're there. Um, so yeah, if you are not following my stories on Instagram, you're probably missing out on all of the peacock Um I don't want to say drama, the peacock saga, let's call it. On this note, I wish you a beautiful day wherever you are. Bisou bisou from Monaco.